Day by Day is a podcast designed to provide a space, a moment, an opportunity to pause and turn our attention and affection towards Creator God, Father, Son and Holy Spirit. Our hope is that as we give time to wait and listen, we can allow God to speak into our lives through his word and by the power of his spirit. Our prayer is that as we journey together, God might transform us to look more and more like Jesus each day. Join us as we worship and pray together. And we are so glad to have you with us today on Day by Day. We are looking at the book of Jonah. We've done two episodes so far on Jonah chapter one and Jonah chapter two. And today we are looking at Jonah chapter three. Yes, we are. Um, Ellie, why don't we do a little bit of a recap on what we've done so far? So Jonah chapter one, tell us what did we find out about Jonah? Jonah chapter chapter one. Jonah runs away from God. God asks him to go somewhere, doesn't he? And he's not happy about it. And we feel like he's a bit bit of an idiot we're not fans of Jonah yeah, at the beginning he didn't come out in a great light did no he? he didn't and then in chapter two he feels sorry for himself doesn't he and he turns and he he repents to God and so we hear about um yeah God always listening to Jonah in chapter two yeah um and now we're at chapter three he's just been um so if you don't know the story um Jonah is uh sort of swallowed up by a great fish uh, sometimes referred to as a whale, but the Bible doesn't actually tell us explicitly that it's <laughs> a whale. We just guess it's a whale. <laughs> um, we just guess it's that, but it's a great sea monster. Um, and so he's, yeah, he was caught in a storm. Um, there's some sailors threw him overboard. Um, and then God saved him by by sending a big fish to, to swallow him up. Yeah. He's just been vomited out of the fish after praying to God. And that's where we are in the story. So um, who's reading the the story today, Ellie? I don't know, Will. I don't know. <laughs> I Shall think we... it's me. I think it is you. No, because I think it's you, because I think I read the first one. Well, we're about to find out <laughs> who's reading the third chapter of Jonah. Over to me or Ellie. Then the word of the Lord came to Jonah a second time. Go to the great city of Nineveh and proclaim to it the message I give you. Jonah obeyed the word of the Lord and went to Nineveh. Now Nineveh was a very large city. It took three days to go through it. Jonah began by going a day's journey into the city, proclaiming, 40 more days and Nineveh will be overthrown. The Ninevites believed God. A fast was proclaimed and all of them, from the greatest to the least, put on sackcloth. When Jonah's warning reached the king of Nineveh, he rose from his throne, took off his royal robes, covered himself with sackcloth and sat down in the dust. This is the proclamation he issued in Nineveh. By the decree of the king and his nobles, do not let people or animals, herds or flocks, taste anything. Do not let them eat or drink, but let people and animals be covered with sackcloth. Let everyone call urgently on God. Let them give up their evil ways and their violence. Who knows, God may yet relent and with compassion turn from his fierce anger so that we will not perish. When God saw what they did and how they turned from their evil ways, he relented and did not bring on them the destruction he had threatened. 
so we just heard chapter three of Jonah where um, Jonah does what God's asked him to do and he goes to the city of Nineveh and he preaches. He walks through the city and he gives a sermon um, and the Ninevites repent, don't they? Well, they actually turn turn away from their sin and choose God from they do. Jonah's sermon. It's an incredible part of the story because um, on based on the results, we think that Jonah's done a pretty great job. Yeah, he saved lots of people. He has, um, and yet he, he's preached the message that God's um given him yeah or has he good question will can you tell me anything about what you think the writer well in the story is trying to tell us here? i just think this is um again we we talked about this idea of satire and that it almost being a comic book and the idea that we're meant to laugh along the way and that the author's deliberately written it in that style so joan is just out of the back of chapter two had this moment of um repentance uh, although he doesn't actually say sorry. No, he just <laughs> um, says But he, he has this almost epiphany that God God is the thing that's going for him. Yeah. And actually he should, um, well, he's grateful for God. Yeah. And he realises that actually the situation is he is in, he needs the help of God to get yeah. him out. He's then been vomited out of the, the fish. Charming. And we're, <laughs> very charming. And um, we're sort of expecting Jonah now to have made this turn, to have repented. However, if on closer inspection of chapter three, yeah. it's not quite the, the it doesn't turn. doesn't seem like he's trying very hard, does it? No, it's not quite the turn that we're expecting. So let's just uh, recap the first few verses. So it says, Then the word of the Lord came to Jonah a second time. Go to the great city of Nineveh and proclaim to it the message I give you. All good so far, mainly because yeah. it's God speaking. <laughs> um, Jonah obeyed the word of the Lord and went to Nineveh. So He's gone. He's gone to Nineveh, which yeah. is good. Massive turnaround because the first whole half of this book, yeah. he's, he's been away. in rebellion. Um, but here's the interesting bit. Jonah obeyed the word of the Lord and went to Nineveh. Now, Nineveh was a very large city. It took three days to go through it. That's just big. <laughs> yeah, I want us to stop at this point because... Have you ever been to a city that's taken three days to walk through? I've definitely never spent three days walking through a city, so I well, highly exactly. doubt it. Exactly, and I, I don't know if the author's sort of saying that it takes three days to go explore every, every site part, yeah. in the city. I don't really shop. think that's what you mean. <laughs> I think we talked about this story being like full of exaggerations, full of yeah. stereotypes, being flipped upside down, kind of everything's um, massive and big. It's like the great storm. Big fish. Um, big fish and again the city is really really large so it's meant to be this kind of exaggeration and we're meant to kind of think whoa that like that is way too big for a yeah. city anyway chapter four we we sort of see jonah's repentance start to decline a little bit because it says jonah began by going a day's journey into this into the city proclaiming 40 more days and nineveh will be overthrown so there's two things to point out here the first is that Jonah only go? He's meant to go and preach to the whole city of Nineveh. Yeah, and he does a day. He's only a third of the way in. Yeah, he's a third of the way in, and he's like, "That'll do." Yeah. Um, the 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 second thing is now it's difficult because it does say that Jonah obeyed the word of the Lord and went to Nineveh. However, he says about eight words here. I think forty mm -hmm. more days and Nineveh will be overthrown. Yeah. That's it. That's his sermon. Nine. Nine words. Yeah. Okay, I'm not giving him, <laughs> giving him enough credit. Nine words is his sermon to the city of Nineveh. So, Ellie, what I want to ask you is what 
what should we interpret from Jonah's heart attitude at the moment towards yeah. the Ninevites yeah. by preaching a nine-word sermon yeah. to otherwise they're going to be destroyed by God. Yeah, it feels like he doesn't really want them to be saved, doesn't it? He's he's only doing what God's asked him to do because he's tried to run away and it's gone really wrong. So he knows that he has to do it, but he's not really excited about it and he's not really trying very hard to convince the yeah, Ninevites about God, is he? He's not trying hard at all. And uh, the phrase that I've heard uh, while researching this is that he's doing a bit of prophetic sabotage. <laughs> Um, and he's actually undermining his own message. Yeah. Um, and we a bit of backstory to that. Jonah doesn't like the Ninevites at all. No. And his reason for running away could be because he was scared of the Ninevites. They were part of the Assyrian Empire, which was... Um, they did some atrocious things uh, yeah. in in history. They're like, they, were re- they were known for their very violent and um, just horrible acts. Um, to the people that they conquered over however um he could have just been scared but also like the people of israel would not have liked the ninevites at no. all and especially jonah we can see in this story that he has very little compassion towards yes. them so we can see his nine word sermon um and actually in the hebrew it's only five words wow um, less words. so even less words um, and we can see this that actually he is not interested in the slightest of actually seeing um, the Ninevite saved. No. However, what? what happens, Ellie, straight after Jonah's preached his sermon? Well, as soon as he preaches, doesn't he, the king hears and declares a fast and tells everyone to repent of their sins and turn to God to save the city. Yeah, so Jonah, we don't even know that in his one day in, if he's even got to the palace to speak to the king. Um, but somehow word has got to the king about this message yeah. of you know 40 more days and Nineveh yeah. will be overthrown um and he calls yeah he calls for a fast he calls the nation to pray and they repent and again we've got this whole um satire thing going yeah. on because who's Ridiculous, also repenting yeah who's also repenting uh, the animals so they tell yeah. the cows <laughs> it's cows so actually in the in the hebrew as well it's it yeah. says animals in our version but actually it's the, yeah, the hebrew yeah. word is for cows um and yeah, so it, we're meant to laugh at that. Yeah. Like that's not a normal thing for animals <laughs> to also sit in sackcloth no. and to, to repent as well. But it, what it's trying to demonstrate again is this exaggeration yeah. of the repentance in the heart yeah. of the Ninevites. Yeah. And it st- stands in right contrast to how Jonah's attitude is in the story as well. Yeah. And I feel like that really speaks to the fact that God is just bigger than the things that we do, isn't he? And he, mm, he yeah. wants to save the Ninevites and he's using Jonah to do it even though Jonah doesn't want them to be saved and is not trying very hard at all. And as you said, it's exaggerated in this, isn't it? That he, he says five words and this whole huge city that takes three days to walk across, repent instantly and the king calls a fast and even the cows repent. That's such an exaggeration, isn't it? But I think it it goes to show, I guess it's teaching us how powerful God is, isn't it? In a very extreme Yeah, it does. Way. And it, it demonstrates how even though we can be disobedient and yeah. unfaithful to God's call on our lives, God is still faithful to see the things through. Absolutely. Um, which is amazing, isn't it? Because yeah. if we did it in our own strength, we we might not get very far, but yeah. we know that we can actually trust God to be faithful and to come through each and every time.
So what does this mean for us? I think that we're also like Jonah because we've all been called to share a message from God. We're all given the gospel to share, aren't we? And we all are told to share that with people. Yeah, I think you're absolutely right, Ellie. Um, Just like Jonah, we are to proclaim the message that God has given us. And for us, it's the message of him sending his son, Jesus Christ, to, to live on the earth, to die, to rise again and to reconcile us to God. And it's it's just good news for us to share. Um, but I don't know about you, Ellie. I find that really difficult to do sometimes. Yeah, for sure. Um, and I, I don't always know why that is. Yeah, um, it's complicated, isn't it? I think sometimes we're scared of how the people will receive it or worried about how they'll receive us. If they reject the gospel, what does that mean for us? Yeah, exactly. And I, I think uh, unlike Jonah, where he definitely had a fear um and almost a hatred well actually he did have a hatred towards a specific group of people yeah that might not necessarily resonate with us but i think what might resonate with us is just a fear of man and a fear of what people might think of us and being the the crazy christians the ones who believe that god rose from the dead and how is that even possible Mm. and might just think we're a little bit loony and all of those things um, that sometimes associated with with being a Christian and those negative connotations, we sometimes say people's nose for them. Yeah, yeah. And actually, what we need to do is be faithful to what God has called us to do. Yeah. So we're just going to spend some time in prayer now, just bringing some of these things before God, inviting His Holy Spirit to kind of challenge us, to change us, to transform our minds. So Ellie's going to read some questions over us. And we would love you just to sit, to ponder, to speak with God, to have a conversation with God and just say, God, my heart is open to you. Lord, would you you challenge me where I need to be challenged? Lord, would you deal with any issues that I have with other people so that I might be you to them, that I might show your love, your compassion towards them? Do you believe that God wants to use you to share the good news of his son, Jesus? Is there anyone who you feel God is putting on your heart who needs to know the gospel? God, we ask that you'd come and soften our hearts, remove any fear from us. We are now going to go into a time of worship. And as this song plays, there might have been some people that came to mind as Ellie was reading those questions. People who are on your heart that you would love to come and know Jesus. 
as this song plays, why don't we just pray that God would come and save those people, that he would draw them closer to himself, that he would save them and reconcile them to him. We're not people of fear We are people of courage We're not people of greed But of generous heart We're the people of God We are giving love So wherever we are Whatever it costs, for as long as it takes, we will follow your call. Let your church be unleashed. Let your church be unleashed. We're not people of fear, but we're people of courage. We're not people of greed, but of generous heart. We're your people, oh God We are giving love So wherever we are Whatever it costs The world, it might be locked down But we'll follow your call Let your church be unleashed Let your church be unleashed Let your church be unleashed Jesus, thank you that you love to partner with us um, and sharing your good news. I thank you that you are with us when we do it. Um, be with us today as we go forward in our days. Amen. Amen.